Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right and another fun-filled edition of WTF Friday! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we've got ourselves a barn burner of a program for you today. The Friday the 13th edition of WTF Friday. And man, there's definitely plenty out there that you're going to want to go WTF, you know, because you are not going to believe this. Uh, I mean, but you might believe it, given that it is Joe Biden and his uh, mental midgets of his administration. So let's get on with the program. But. First, let's, uh, if you still want to give uh, comments or have questions or whatever, give us a, give us a uh, well, not a shout out, but uh, just do an email to inblackandright at gmail.com or you can check out inblackandright.net. We've got some interesting things on there. Our newest item that we've put on our homepage, and, and I will be getting into this today, uh, are you ready as an American citizen to give up your sovereignty when it comes to your public health? Well, I'll talk about that and why the Biden administration has no problem doing it. But today, let's start out with some of the more intriguing news of the week and of the day. Now, granted, it's already bad enough what the House did with the $40 billion bill that was just a mess it was a train wreck why are you taking taxpayer money american taxpayer money giving it to a country that is the third most corrupt nation on the planet and thinking oh we're going to be doing all this great stuff for the ukrainians i'm like wait a minute uh, yeah, did anybody in Europe bother to uh, throw in any? Uh, the British? No. The French? No. Italy? No. Germany? Definitely not. And they're still buying cheap Russian natural gas and funding Putin's war machine and helping prop up the ruble. So why are the Americans doing it? It's just us. And yet, I talked about it uh, just the other day. We are giving money to these people. And my congressman, Neil Dunn, Republican of Florida, became a member of the Uniparty, voting for this thing. It's crap. It was never looked at. It was never debated on the floor of the House. It just went right through. But now in the Senate, and today... My person of the week is Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. With one simple move, he managed to piss off both parties. Schmucky Chucky Schumer and 
Mitch the Turtle McConnell. All he wanted, and now you've got others. You've got the Ukrainians getting upset over this. You have Republicans and Democrats getting upset over this. And yet, and the mainstream media, of course. But here's the problem, folks. You're not, of, co- of course, you're not getting the whole story. You're definitely not getting the whole story. And yet, uh, all he asked, all that Rand Paul asked for was language in the bill that would require a inspector general who would keep an eye on how these funds are distributed. That's all he asked for. That's all he asked for. But then all transparency, accountability, holy crap, what a concept. But no, Rand Paul did it and everybody in the Senate had a cow. Let I'll, listen to Rand Paul in his own words. Food prices have increased by nearly 9%. Used vehicle prices are up 35% for the year, and new vehicle prices have increased 12% or more. Yes, inflation doesn't just come out of nowhere. It comes from deficit spending. The United States spent nearly $5 trillion on COVID-19 bailouts, leading to one of the highest and most sustained levels of inflation in U.S. history. Americans are feeling the pain, and Congress seems intent only on adding to that pain by shoveling more money out the door as fast as they can. Yep-o. Yep-o, ladies and gentlemen. Rand Paul is absolutely right. We are looking to just expedite the coming recession. Now, interesting, you know, just the textbook definition of a recession is when you have two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth. We've already hit one. The first quarter we were down negative, the the economy shrank 1.4%. 1 1.4% negative growth. Now in July, when the second quarter numbers are out, does anybody think that the economy is going to actually grow? I mean, does anybody? I mean, I certainly don't have much confidence. I mean, we've, if you've been paying attention, folks, the consumer price index, essentially inflation, is up 8.3%. It's down from 8.5% from the previous month. But, oh, see, we're slowing it down. We're slowing it down. Oh, Greek Jews and a tiger for us. I'm like, uh, excuse you? Uh, I don't think so. It's still over 8%. We are still at over 40-year highs for inflation. And it's just steadily grown and grown and grown. But now, here we have $40 billion to give to the Ukrainians, which we don't have. We don't have it. Let's get real here. We do not have it. The bill was never debated. It wasn't debated in the House. And now everybody seems to be all PO'd in the Senate, including the Ukrainians. But let's take the Ukrainians out of the picture. And Zelensky. 
Let's take him out of the picture for a moment. I mean, it amazes me that we have both political parties and their leaders all mad because Rand Paul asked for transparency and accountability on how the money spent. And the Uniparty of D.C. Had a, had a cow. They had a major league cow over this. That somehow, hey, it's only $40 billion. It's like, what the hell have we done already for the Ukrainians? We've already sent them some $16 billion in aid and in weapons and so forth. But no, nope, 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 can't do that. We can't question the wisdom of the United States Senate. I said, not only would I question their quote-unquote wisdom, it's like pretty much I'd give them pretty much a double-barreled earful for doing something this irresponsible right now when you've got Americans all over the country are hurting. I mean, really, really hurting. And I'll get in a little bit more into that uh, in just a little bit. And now the U.S. Senate is also apparently uh, getting really stupid. Uh, from the Epic Times, uh, we've got this crazy bill that tried to go through the Senate to try to codify Roe v. Wade. Now, 49 Democrat senators wanted to just vote for the most way out in left field, the most extreme abortion bill ever. I mean, ever. I, and, I, and I sit there, I mean, okay, that's not really a shock to me. I mean, since the, Demo the modern Democrat Party is nothing short of the party of death. And, and that's why I call them the Democrat Party. Because the evil these people are willing to engage in absolutely would leave anybody who has a sense of decency, a sense of propriety, knowing right and wrong, it, it would just utterly shock you or make you sick to your stomach. Now, it makes me sick to my stomach, but fortunately, one singular Democrat actually got it and that is once again Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin pretty much again ruined schmucky Chucky Schumer's and uh, crazy Joe Biden's plan for a messed up agenda. Now this was really nothing short of a show vote because Schumer wanted to get Republicans on record as to how they, you know, vote on the life issue, which is going to go to all the really sick, twisted, deranged uh, Democrats who they want to vote for, especially wanting to target suburban women. I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, you're thinking that abortion is going to be a huge point, especially with younger women, but I don't think so. It's not, I don't really think it's going to be as much of a help to the Democrats as they think because more people are more concerned about the price of gas, 
the price of food, the price of housing, the price of utilities, and everything else that's going up in this country to think about the issue. Now, the life issue is more of a 50-50 issue than it was, say, years ago. We have the ability now, with the advancement of science and, and ultrasound, which amazes me, we can actually see babies, actual babies. We can see their faces, we can see their eyes, their nose, you know, their little fingers. I mean, it's great and it's wonderful, but now you have a major political party that has seemingly no problem at all wanting the death of babies at any time. Abortion on demand with no limits. They, even Tim Ryan, who is the Democrat candidate for the Senate in Ohio, even admitted on a television interview that there should be no limits on abortion. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that proves it to me, one more piece of evidence that the modern Democrat Party is the party of death. I mean, why are there so many people, especially liberal women, detached from reality, deranged, who are willing to break the law and say, hey, we demand our right to kill children. I'm like, who does that? Who does that? It's like, oh, it's my body, my choice. But when it came to vaccine and mask mandates, it's like, oh, no, you got to wear it. It's like, you're going to kill innocent people. And it's like, ladies, you cannot freaking have it both ways. It makes you double-minded at best, schizophrenic at worst. So, yeah, so this whole thing uh, with uh, Schumer and the Senate on this... Uh, <laughs> whew, on this whole thing about codifying Roe v. Wade, nah, sorry. I don't really believe that we as a nation... I mean, we will be judged as a nation for how we treat our most vulnerable. And you can't get much more vulnerable than a baby in the womb. Period. Now, I know the psycho uh, pro-death, the pro-abortion crowd is like, well, you, you, you religious zealot, and you get your laws off my body. Ladies, sit down. Have a Prozac and shut up. You do not get to have your way on everything. You've had it for 50 years when it came to abortion. And now you're willing to actually break laws going after who you believe are dangerous to your dogma about killing babies. Because you don't like it. And to try to intimidate them. It's like, no, no, and no. Sorry, you don't get to do it, ladies. And with people like Clarence Thomas on the high court, who has the moral courage, and he's got the steel in the spine, to pretty much tell you uh, the intimidation and the bullying tactics aren't going to work. And the fact 
that you now have the governors of Maryland, Larry Hogan, who is a Republican, and, well, maybe not much of a Republican, but, and, and Governor Glenn Youngkin of the Commonwealth of Virginia, who are demanding the DOJ arrest and prosecute these people because they have completely broken the law, federal statute. And I've said it the other day, it's 18 U.S.C. 1507. That's the statute which prohibits very clearly the threatening, the intimidation, and the harassment of judges even at their own private residences. But if the DOJ is not, they, they don't care. They're going to let them get away with it and do whatever, but these are peaceful protests. I have never heard that much bull in my life. I mean, there's so much bull that comes out of Merrick Garland's mouth. I mean, I need to wear, I need to wear hip waders every time I listen to this guy. I really do. And the, and the other mental midgets in uh, the FBI, Christopher Ray. yep, this man makes me so nauseous, there's not enough Pepto-Bismol around to help treat it. Because this man is disgusting too. And yet, these are the same people who are now using terror powers under uh, terrorism statutes to go after parents who disagree with school boards. They, oh, they're, and they're using, and they're calling them domestic terrorists. I'm like, uh, screw you, Merrick Garland, and double screw you to the FBI for going along with this. This is nothing more than, and I've said it on numerous occasions, this is nothing more than the federal government trying to squash free speech under the guise of, oh, these are, these are terrorists. These are domestic terrorists. I said, really? I mean, my Lord, the FBI used to be considered one of the top investigative agencies out there. Now they're a sick, twisted, cruel joke. And I said it, and I will say it again and again and again. If Merrick Garland's not going to do, why should he have two governors, two governors from neighboring states have to beg the Department of Justice to do their freaking job and, hold, and uphold federal statutes? I, I don't get that. I, I really do not get that. It is crazy. But yet, Remember who we're dealing with, folks. This is Joe Biden and his dishonest mental midgets. It, it, it's, there's no, no other way to describe it. No other way. But, I don't know. Let's see what happens. But, uh, just kind of moving along here because we kind of got a little bit of an extra large version of the program today. But there is one thing I definitely have got to get to. And I want to get into it before I kind of forget it. And right now, the whole thing about uh, baby formula not being on the shelves, 
Oh, my, 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 my. I mean, let, I just got a, looking at um, my uh, online stuff here from Breitbart News. Over 50% of baby formula, uh, the, the, the supply is down over 50% of baby formula. Baby formula. And eight states are completely out of stock. Now, this, ladies and gentlemen, you can thank Joe Biden and his goofy administration for. And, like, and I know you've got to be like, well, what do you mean? The yippers. I was like, well, how can you say that? I said, very simple. This is what Joe Biden and his dingbats in the administration are doing. Listen to this uh, report. It's less than a couple of minutes, but I want you to hear it in its entirety because you want to talk about feeding, you know, you're talking about babies in the womb. Well, how about babies outside of the womb? Let's talk about that, shall we? And the fact that these, ba these newborn babies can't seem to get what they need as far as formula? Take a listen to this. Never did I think I would ever be rationing formula. We have been having to look pretty heavily for it. This last month, it's just become impossible to find. It's terrifying when that's the only true source of nutrition that your baby gets. Bone-deep anxiety of, is my child going to get what they need? Our babies literally do not have the formula that they need to survive. Emily's family had to take the day off and drive an hour from Lake Jackson to Galveston. It's just insane, like as if a pandemic wasn't enough, now there's no formula. You turn the corner uh, into, into the baby food and formula aisle and it's just absolutely barren. We'll literally waste a whole tank of gas in a day trying to find formula and maybe only find one can. We'd probably drive 20 to 30 miles. We'll go to five or six stores sometimes to find it. There's not one grocery store in this town that has it on their shelves. And I would know because I look every day. There's family in Louisiana. Um, I had some friends in Georgia and Tennessee look. Uh, we have family in Delaware. I mean, literally coast to coast and nobody has found anything. Out-of-town friends are helping Emily too. And one found a creative way to send it. They shipped it um, to me in wine boxes because we thought if it was recognizable in the mail, we don't want you know people steal packages anyway. And we have friends that live in other counties or check for it. I had to have one of my husband's best friends bring formula all the way from Georgia. How do we not have a backup plan to make sure that this never happens? Like your first thing's like, okay, there's something seriously wrong. What are we going to do to help get our babies fed? Formula is the only thing that's going to get Mackenzie healthy. Yep, oh. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. This is truly evil. Truly evil. Babe, mothers with newborn babies having to ration formula, having to resort to extreme measures to get formula for their babies. This, ladies and gentlemen, is bad enough. It is sick, twisted, and evil enough. But to make it worse, to make it worse, 
Where is all that formula? Well, Congresswoman Kamek from Florida, 3rd Congressional, she, she's from the district that's next to me here, went and got all kinds of evidence. All kinds of evidence. And, ugh, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I want to bring this up to just basically say, hey, this is what we're up against, folks. This is now what we are up against. So hang tight here. But yeah, this is going to be just tons of fun because this is twisted. It is absolutely twisted what's going on with this whole baby formula mess because this is just absolutely crazy. Now, I'm, I just forgive me for the time it's taking to set it up, but I want you to hear Congresswoman Kat Kamek from Florida dealing with this whole mess of a situation and what's going on with the baby formula crisis. Absolutely have to share with you right now is the craziness of the empty selves Biden movement and the fact that they are sending pallets, pallets of baby formula to the border. Meanwhile, in our own district at home, we cannot find baby formula. This is a picture from a target. Okay. But, and this got sent to me by a border patrol agent this morning and said, this is disgusting. You will not believe this. They're receiving pallets and more pallets of baby formula at the border. This was taken at Ursula processing facility where thousands are being housed and processed and then released subsequently into the United States. So think about this. This is what America last looks like. Yep. This is what America last looks like. And I'll tell you, it's disgusting and it's evil. It is evil. Now, for all you woke Christians who gave me crap about how moral Joe Biden is, uh-huh, yeah. Would you like to recant your statement or double down and look like a total twit? A sick, twisted, woke twit. Because that is evil. When you've got American moms with newborn babies not able to find formula, baby formula, so they can feed their children, but you go down to any border facility, there are pallets upon pallet upon pallet of this stuff for all the illegal immigrant babies, but nothing for Americans. That's America last. And if anybody doesn't have a problem with that, then you are just as twisted and sick and frankly evil as Biden and his administrators and his administration is. And they think it's a joke. They think it's a freaking joke laughing at people. This is the type of people you voted for, woke Christians. These are the type of people you voted for, and I'm going to remind you and remind you and remind you. You helped make this happen. Congratulations. This is not America. This is just twisted. American babies 
and American mothers worrying about how to feed their kids? I'm sorry. You got if I got a major major league problem with this. And I am righteously angry. And I do mean righteously. I my family back in March got blessed with not one but two beautiful baby boys. If I ever found it necessary, and I just might, and to try and find baby formula to get to them so that they can grow up healthy and be fed, I would do whatever it took to make it happen. I absolutely would. Because unlike some of y'all who just live in your fantasy world of, oh, Biden's great and he's so moral, it's like, I hope reality gets a chance to really slap you hard in the face and wake you up and wake you up to some real reality here. Letting children starve? Uh, no. Sorry. Doesn't work in my world. Oh, my God. This is pretty twisted. And it's not, and it's not going to get any better. I mean, bear shells Biden. Now it's baby formula. But hey, got to give it to all those people in coming into this country illegally. You know, America last, and apparently American babies last. American mothers last. And if somebody's got a problem with what I am saying here, think first before you open your big mouth. Because this is not what decent, compassionate people do. They don't let kids starve. And if it's a question of letting my great-nephews not have formula and starve, or me, I said, hey, here's my food. Uh, I, will get, I will do what it takes to get you what you need. I'll call in some favors. I'll call in whatever. But I will put myself behind. I will put myself down in order to help feed children. Period. Even if they're not my own. Because that's what decent people do. Period. That's what decent people do. And if this begins to affect my my great nephews one's in Oregon one's in California I want my family to tell me because I'm going to do my part to do whatever it takes to get my nephews the what they need that's what family does this is what American moms and dads are doing for the sake of their children are you freaking serious Joe Biden. And for those of your administration who have babies of their own, are they having trouble uh, getting baby formula at a local store? Are they finding bare shelves? And yet you want to keep going on and going on like, oh, you're doing the world's greatest job? I mean, are you, do you, you really think the American people are stupid? You elitist piece of crap. There are people who are literally 
you know, if their kids are having to go to bed hungry, they're little babies, I'm like, they're, oh, no. If I ever hear of anything like that, I'm thinking, "Uh uh-uh. No, 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 no. I will do whatever I have to to help that little, to help that baby. That is a precious soul given by God. And if I can help in some way and I don't do it, that makes me a real jerk and a real horse's butt. And I, and that's not me. So yeah, it might be baby formula, but there are millions of American babies who need it. But nope, America lost. We got to give it to all those illegals who are coming. You know, I'm like, uh uh-uh. So yeah, that's going to really fry my butt for quite a while. But to really end today's program, oh my goodness, in about two weeks, there's going to be a meeting in Switzerland. And I put this on the homepage of inblackandright.net. Are you going to be okay of handing over your sovereignty about about medical decisions, medical freedom? Are you going to, are you, do you want to make it happen for the WHO, the World Health Organization, run by a communist Chinese stooge and Marxist? Now, I want to play, you know, it's going to be, I'm going to play some of this. This is Dr. Peter Bregan, a, a, an MD, uh, has done a lot in the realm of psychiatry. And he has written, he and his wife have written a book and have written an article, and I've put links to it on the webpage, on the homepage, but of what's going to happen and what the Biden administration wants to happen with your sovereignty when it comes to public health so let me just get this and play this for you so hang tight here and this is what i want everybody to know we've had ambassador huckster on today uh we're going to have peter mcculloch on in the next hour uh we had michelle bachman a former ca- uh, candidate for president congressman dean at the uh, school of government uh we, we've had some very serious people on here this is not phony. When you have somebody like Dr. Peter Bregan taking time away from what he's doing, he's got a great book we're going to talk about, to go through systematically and give a warning to the American people saying, hey, your sovereignty is being handed over right now, and it's not crazy. Dr. Bregan, can you walk us through your piece, Biden handing over U.S. sovereignty to the WHO? Absolutely, and uh, folks can get it right at the top of our page, bregan.com, B-R-E-G-G-I-N.com. You'll find an urgent warning at the top of the page. And this that has not just the uh, presentation, but all the backup materials. Um, on January 18th, the United States uh, Health and Human Services sent a series of amendments to the governing health regulations of the World Health Organization, removing all restraints from the Director General in this case, uh, a Marxist thug, essentially, uh, Tedros, uh, who has been put into power for the second five-year term with no opposition and put in by the Chinese Communist Party, 
along with Bill Gates, who was a huge, huge contributor to WHO. So we've got the, the Gates and the Fauci and, and the, you know, the Great Reset on the one side, you've got the CCP and the sort of vying for governance of the world. The amendments uh, put a line through the restraint on when um, the World Health Organization can call for a um, disaster, an emergency, a health disaster or emergency in a country. It can now do so without any cooperation or agreement or even resistance from the country. And it can draw this conclusion based on the consideration, not proof or evidence, the consideration of Tedros. It doesn't have to be actual, it can be a potential threat, public health threat, coming, uh, public health emergency coming out of the nation. <clears throat> it uh, doesn't have anything to do with evidence. Um, there are no criteria for what is a uh, public health emergency other than the director general can set his priority and move them as he wishes, all that's stated. So he now has a carte blanche to go ahead and decide that the United States, who is their ultimate target, it's the whole sovereignty issue, Steve, you've been talking about with the border, the destruction of the borders, destruction of sovereignty. And um, that, that is ultimately going to be the goal. Now, if the nation doesn't respond within uh, 24 hours, it, to total go ahead on uh, researching it and uh, giving out the information. And if it doesn't respond in 48 hours, and even if it responds, you can't do it, the World Health Organization is empowered to bring all the organizations in the UN, of which it's a member, 193 nations, to bear. So uh, the nation that has this emergency can be facing sanctions or controls, manipulations or ostracism from anything from the World Bank and the IMF, which are related to the UN, to the UN uh, Aviation Group, the UN uh, Shipping Group, the UN Agricultural Group, uh, to any, any of the facilities. And furthermore, he is empowered to reach out beyond the UN to gather forces to contend with this nation. In other words, we no longer have sovereignty over the issue of do we have a health emergency that requires the intervention of the World Health Organization. And this is done by us. This is the regime that is opening the border, the same democratic regime. Now, uh, a week later on January 24th, Tedros announced at a meeting of his committee what his ultimate intentions were. And this I will quote, quote, his ultimate aim is, quote, to strengthen who as the leading and directing authority on global health, the leading and directing authority on global health at the center of the global health architecture. In other words, we've been worried about socialized medicine. This is socialized global health. This has nothing to do with pandemics. It is not a mere pandemic a treaty or anything like that. It's about the whole global health system. Ooh, mercy. That is what we're heading towards. Handing over American sovereignty to a global organization. 
Now, if that doesn't make you more than a little nervous, then something is very wrong with you. We are the United States. It's bad enough. We've got the summer, the, the invasion USA coming this summer when Title 42 goes away. We're now dealing with public health and giving control to the World Health Organization and they're going to essentially run U.S. and actually international public health policy. Now that, now Fauci is scary enough, but to hear that, that makes me dang nervous. Really dang nervous. Holy cow, folks. I, I, I don't even know what to do, but this meeting uh, with these folks from uh, the World Health Organization is expected to take place within the next two weeks sometime in Switzerland. Now, folks, stay aware. Stay very much aware. Be watchmen on the wall because what's going on with this is really really frightening and with all that's going on with our economy with our border with our national security and everything else this definitely deserves keeping and you're you keeping an eye on this folks because our sovereignty is at stake and we have a unit party in dc and in the democrat party who are, have no problem ceding our national sovereignty and our authority over our own territory to people that are essentially run by the communist Chinese like Tedros, the head of the WHO. So, oh boy. So believe me, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this story. I'm going to be adding more information uh, as I find it and putting it on our website. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, with that in mind, folks, thank you for being patient on this supersized edition of In Black and Right. Have yourself a terrific weekend. Might be back tomorrow, uh, but we might be uh, taking a little bit of time off because I'm dealing with some health issues and I may be gone for most of the the coming week but fear not one way or another i will be back and we will still be putting posting things on our social media platforms on getter uh on instagram facebook and whatever and wherever else you can find us so take care my friends have a great weekend uh catch up with you later and always remember that patriots come in all colors